second. <laughs> Kyle, I'm so hyped. I am too. This is gonna be it's gonna be great. So guys, I'm going well let me let me try it first here. Okay, and in the comments on Facebook, I put some stuff just because we're going to be covering anxiety and depression as we told you guys. So I put some stuff in the comments. Yes, just of course. Just, just um, reach out if you need any more information on it or you feel like, you know, your anxiety is just too much. The talking is not working. She did pull up some great information for you guys. Um, this topic we're going to talk about is very, very touchy, serious, emotional, stressful, all these different things. So I hope you guys are ready. And um, we do have a special guest here today, too, as well. So Ooh, surprise, surprise. Get more followers. Kyle, don't forget to share just in case so we can get some more of your friends that can, you know, have different ideas. It's great to have everybody on. Uh, anybody watching, please share so we can get more followers for where you guys we have more to talk about. Break down. We're gonna actually go over 
anxiety and depression and what they mean and and then we'll kind of start getting personal and we'll, we'll bring our special guests in. Right, we have symptoms of it, we have techniques of it, we have different things that we think personally that you guys would love to hear about because everybody's mind wants to know different questions on what could they do or things that they could try at home because you don't feel comfortable trying it with anybody. Right. Just this whole show is going to be a whole different route of the truth of anxiety and depression. And feel free to comment, ask questions. No judgment. None. Believe me, I'm the last. We're, we're, we're right. I got a whole lot of anxiety. Y'all about to be like, girl, you need to call that number. <laughs> the number on there. Right, you should went first. Did I you write it down? Like, yeah. Okay. So we'll go over. You. I don't, you well, I'll go ahead and start off with anxiety. And I basically did my research on all the things that I think that would catch my eye with my anxiety. Uh, if you do have anxiety, I would say look for the five symptoms that you could possibly have to level out, hey, this is me, okay? Um, and it's nothing wrong with if you feel this way, just identifying it. Um, feeling nervous, uh, restless, or tense. Uh, tense in your shoulders, your neck. You feel tired, meaning like you've been asleep, and it just, your body's tired, not so much as your eyes, or your, your mind is tired. Think like you, you're overthinking. Yes, uh, and an increase of your heart rate. You'll start feeling like your heart rate is like kind of pounding a little bit, a pulsing extra harder than usual. <laughs> uh, sweating. It might not be a deep sweat. It could be a simple sweat. That's anxiety because I always, my nose always sweats and I never not. My husband always he'll kiss me and be like, why is this sweating? I never thought till we started doing this topic. Huh. That's a little sweat that we get, and if it's not hot. That's anxiety. It's some like form of it. Lust, uh -huh. it's, like, it's like triggering it. So whatever you're doing at the time that you're sweating, don't do that. Uh, uh -huh. Hyperventilating. Uh, can't get it. gather yourself. That's the kind of form of it. Uh, trembling. Might be shaky, kind of. Uh, feeling like you're doing this too much or moving or something. You see movies where people have a band that keeps them yes. calm. Um, and feeling weak and tired again. Uh, trouble concentrating. You can't take your mind off certain things. It makes you feel like uh, you're overthinking something. Um, they even have different techniques for all those things that bother you as well, okay? So anytime before I get into that rule or technique that you can do, um, I don't know, T, if you want to jump back and forth, anxiety, depression, anxiety, depression. No, you can go for it. Okay, and then we'll okay so the, hey, I, uh, there's a rule. That I found out that you can uh, use for anxiety is the three 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 rule. Uh, you are let, let's try it. We can if you guys want to. You look around and name three things that you can see. Okay, after you find your three things that you can see, then name three things that you can hear. Don't go so fast. Okay, so we're gonna start with three things that you can see. I want you to get your three things that you can see. Three things that you can here and then finally move the three different body parts move three different body parts and i've noticed with that technique it's taking your mind off of whatever you were thinking of so is that something that you do like you're feeling super anxious and you're like okay let's do the three 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 you could kind of do it when you're anxious maybe or when you're having trouble sleeping before you go to bed gotcha. when you feel like oh i don't you know you kind of know when your anxiety is about to start some people don't but some people you're Though that to me is the high, the trembling and the, the hyperventilating starts yeah. for me. You get, I, I get the feeling like 
like tight like wound up like out of control like my mind feels like everything's out of control and i'm like okay wait this ain't right you just start feeling like you're overthinking you way 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 kyle said yes you have to be present in the moment yeah it's like grounding yourself right like okay wait wait like a punishment like you gotta get to understand it because it's not right it don't feel right it makes you feel odd to where you don't want to talk about it right okay uh things that we could do to stop anxiety uh taking care of your body that might be eating healthy uh not a lot of people do that in this world we don't all eat healthy we don't we try to oh what happened um maria or no i'm sorry Kristen. she said hers has been so bad lately she feels like screaming out loud Yes, yes, yes. Or, yes. or like you're standing in a room and, and you're quiet and everything's crazy around you and you're screaming but nobody hears you. you. Oh. It always feels like you're by yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Things you could do for anxiety at nighttime. 
would be like listening to the music. Not you tired of him, rapid, oh no he didn't. When you ain't listening to the music, you, that's not soothing. No. Something that keeps you calm, grounded, right, like, yeah. right, ease. Something to where when you get that just quiet space to yourself. Get up, but stay calm. Don't try to get up and be so heisty all the time, even though you just want to be mad. That seems like what anxiety it makes you trigger to be mad. Like yeah, I even think that for your else. kids or your yes. things around. Oh my God, are you frustrated? You ain't even doing nothing. It's just a payday moving fast enough for you. <laughs> um, things you could do to quiet your mind. Weird, right? Quiet your mind. Another technique. Breathe. Breathe. Remember to catch your breath, catch your sound, slow your heart down. Slow it down. Don't pace yourself using the breathing. You need to basically um, learn how to breathe to make your body still. What I mean by that is don't breathe like this. Have you ever seen somebody breathe and their body's constantly moving? You need to learn how to breathe where you're not really, need. you can see your breath, your breath coming up, right. your air. I always tell my kids in through your nose, out through your mouth. Again, listen to music. Helping someone is a relief too. Yes. Like anxiety. Helping people help. Like it. It helps you feel good. I think, and 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 relaxes you a little bit to know that you can do something for someone else. And did you know there's a lot of people with anxiety that automatically do that? You don't even know. Maybe because we feel like we would want somebody to do that for us, so we do that for some for other people. So it's like a call out and right. it's a warning. Like, hey, I'm trying to show you guys, but not really know what we're doing yet. Right. I go outdoors. I've been so secluded when you're anxiety. We need air. We need two different things. We need two different things. It could be you're already screaming in the house, and then you go outside, you see two a cat and a dog fight, and you're like, oh. Yeah, takes your mind off everything, right? Right. Instantly, you know, I don't know if I call it PTA. They probably, you know, muscle relaxation. You guys need to learn a level of your relaxed muscles. I don't, I still don't even know how to do it. Yoga. Yeah, baby. Every little bit. That's, yes. Woo-ha. That's what she told me the other day. That's my thing. What? It was on a movie. What? I do this now. Like, woo-ha. It's actually working. It's just no, it's not just because, oh, I'm mostly up for a reason. 
you too, Kristen. Uh, we're still gonna be on here a while if you have time to jump yes, back on. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I'm gonna go faster if that anxiety is left untreated. Can lead to other mental disorders such as depression, such as substance abuse. Kind of like what he was talking about earlier before we got on, a higher risk of suicide. Mm -hmm. um, or like self-harm behavior, where you want to harm yourself but not kill yourself. And some people take, you've seen the movie, some people use that as easement because they needed the pain to stop it. People get tattoos for that. Right. People get piercings just in places because it, it relieves them. Well, I think that's probably why they do like substance abuse or, or whatever because they think it, it calms their mind, but then it actually just exacerbates the, 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 the problem eventually. And that's true. I believe that. Uh, what does stress feel like? If you don't know what it feels like, um, uh, headaches all the time, nausea, <laughs> nauseous. <laughs> Now when you throw up, now you have to get the salty taste in your mouth. <laughs> when you feel like you grab your stomach first before anything else, that's like nausea. Uh, shortness of breath, shakiness, <laughs> or stomach pain. Like true hard stuff. A lot of people get ulcers from it. I know I'm stressed out. That's why I have stomach ulcers. But reading and doing my research, it kind of helps me know where uh, anxiety kind of helps me understand where, where I could have been more worrying or stressed out in places I never saw. So this, 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 this topic we are talking about helps me understand me more. Right, I think it does help. It helps us, and we're hoping that we can help other people. You guys or whoever, you might hear something we say and then relate it to somebody you know and be like, hey, so I heard this. Hey, like, you're not the only one. But it helps us understand ourselves more. And we're all put on this world, so we all are different, and some are alike. So don't ever think that because you go through something, just because you haven't heard someone say it doesn't mean that they don't go through it. Just to eat. Certain people are easier talking about things like we are. Right. It's easier out than in. Um, That's true. <laughs> <laughs> right. Foods, there are foods that trigger your anxiety, you guys. It's oh. crazy. Yes. Kiera said that she almost committed suicide because of stress and anxiety. It is a real thing. Yes. I think it's important that you, so you said that it's a real thing. For one, just know that we love you always and this world is always. never ever ever a better place without you no don't let no one because if you have no one you have us right that's real i don't even know what camera to look at but you have us whatever because it, it looked like i'm kind of slow right now but uh, you have <laughs> us like deep down don't just think that we're saying that you have us anybody on our page it don't matter who you are new old young all that we know you we don't we want to get to know you. Right. But we want you guys to get to know us because you need that extra care or that extra someone to say, I love you, to keep you living a little longer. And that where she says it's a real thing, that's important because we were talking about it earlier. I think doctors even used to say, oh, anxiety. It's not right. a real thing. It's a fake disease. Almost like they say fibromyalgia, right? Like, it's not. It's real. It's debilitating. It physically hurts. It mentally hurts. And it, it pushes you into so many other issues that anxiety right. can cause. OCD. Oh. Uh, PTSD. Yes. Um, all yes. kinds of just... I have generalized anxiety disorder. I was diagnosed with that. Um, I mean, and it sucks. It, it, it's, it's crazy. So for people to say it is fake or... 
like for us to feel like you have to justify like it is a real thing like we're finally getting to a point i think in society where we don't have to justify it anymore because people are realizing that it is a real thing right i have i believe that catching up the disease is i have to warn so when you think of anxiety that's where it pushed me to my limits and it really uh, you go to stress first you think of all the bad things first that means makes you stress and stress is a silent killer yeah. it'll kill you in your sleep it'll kill you laying on the couch why wait it'll stop you where you are when you're had enough right so or it will turn you to suicide so i do which is um, why we have those numbers in the exactly the but i had a suicidal moment to go with you so you don't feel left out uh, well, a few years on my son is 14 uh i was he was two at the time and everybody in my life just always everybody i grew up with my whole household would make me feel like i've done something and they spread a rumor on my my mom's home where we live siblings and they started making me feel like oh, they didn't want to hear me i didn't i haven't I, there was no facts to show anything that i've done i don't want to get too personal but i just didn't want to be here anymore so i know i i, I took it there before too i know what you feel like i know it's he just, it, it felt like it would be better if he wasn't here. I know how you feel. I've been every bit of that. I just felt like I didn't, I don't, I don't want to kill myself to make someone else's life better when I'm a human too. What makes them not have to strive to make me feel good just as much as I want to strive to make someone else feel good. Right. So don't ever think that you got to take you away to make somebody else or this world better. Because without you, this world wouldn't even be as equal and fair. We gotta nick and choose at people who we. I think if that's the case, if we gotta nick and choose, keep all the ones with real issues here, because that's the ones that's actually growing and learning. And cut everybody that don't have none and don't feel like they want to grow or talk or to keep everything secluded. They can go about their business because at least we're willing to change the lesson learned. Right. I mean. Well, and I'm gonna say too. Um, go ahead. I'm terrified of dying, so yeah. I've never wanted to. I've, I've had the thought like, oh, if I just wasn't here, but I'm too scared to die. To that's why that's why I'm still here. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm still here, boo. But I did used to cut myself, um, and I did that because it's like you're so sick of feeling emotional pain that you need to know that you can feel something different. Yeah. Can I feel? Can I still feel physical pain? I used to have anxiety attacks. I know Kiera, you said anxiety attacks is part of it too. I used to work. Uh, if anybody knows Supreme Bean, the coffee place, mm -hmm. right? And it was just like a, a drive-through. We worked by ourselves for hours, and there was times where I had to lock the windows and go outside because I would all of a sudden just, it would just, it, it, it would take me. And I was like, <gasps> and I couldn't breathe. I would hyperventilate. Damn near passed out. But I mean, I did. I used to cut myself, take Xanax, just all that easement of it, something else. To take my mind somewhere else and to feel. Okay, I'd rather hurt physically than hurt emotionally. Right. So, you I know, get that now. yeah, and you know, it, I've been in a, uh, abusive relationships. I grew right. up with abusive relationships. Oh, yes. I mean, so even now, it's like if I'm being, if I'm emotionally hurt, I'd ra I'd just punch me. Because right. I'd rather feel that than right. the emotional pain. So I totally, totally. She said, Tierra said she, her kid was in the next room sleeping and I was ready to press the green light. Yo, it was real. I'm telling you. I, it, it gets to a point where, because you, you talk yourself into, they're better off without me. When they're not. Because who can love you, your child like you? Nobody. Nobody. 
And so it's almost like you have to put yourself in this mind frame where it's like, fuck everybody else. Yes. And because you matter. Right. You do. I know how that feels to look at your kids every day and think of what the world sees of you and they don't know what you've done or what you've been through and what all it does or that everything you've done to bring these babies in the world they think that they can take away by a word mm -hmm. I birthed them I play with their toes and their fingers I, I, I smelled their baby milk under their neck not you <laughs> you tell me that I changed them diapers I stayed up all the night mm -hmm. I was up on ER uh, in the ER with a fever or we don't know what it is their first allergies teething and didn't even know and I mean, I, at least we care. Why is it right. so wrong to care? Well, that's when anxiety starts tipping into depression. Yes. So, go ahead. So, the difference between anxiety and depression, because a lot of people think they're the same and they're not. Mm -hmm. So, anxiety is an excessive feeling of worry, where you're worrying all the time and it, it's excessive. That's me. Depression is an excessive feeling of hopelessness and, and worthlessness, where you just feel hopeless and worthless, like, and, and when you combine the two, it's just a scary whirlwind of emotion. Kyle said I had to realize my purpose so I could tap into my gift. I used to struggle with anxiety a lot and even consider suicide at one point. I know, man. So people don't even know. No, it's way more. It's more known than it. More people suffer from it. So I might get into a little bit of stats and then we'll bring our special yes, guests on. Yep, yep. Um, so as far as depression, uh, it's a mood disorder basically, okay. which is totally exacerbated with anxiety. Okay. Um, it causes persistent feeling of sadness and loss of interest. Um, loss of interest in anything. So if you notice you're kind of like sitting in the room and you don't care about hanging out with friends, you don't yeah. answer your phone, you don't, you don't really care about anything, it, that's a huge sign that you're probably getting depressed. I've had that a lot. Not right? to get off track. Go ahead, Kelly. Yeah, no. I'm in therapy. Everybody sit down because she's about to hit some real facts. So now how common is depression? Just because people don't talk about it doesn't mean that it's not common. In fact, it's like 264 million people are affected by depression. I was going to say because you can't say you ain't never been. Nobody's ever been depressed. No, yeah, we're yeah, scared no. to talk about it, but it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. When you succeed, when you get to death, it's it's scary. It depresses you. Yeah. So. No, it's the leading cause of disability in the world. So depression can disable someone so much, but it's actually the leading cause. And in the U.S., major depressive disorder is the most common of uh, uh, disorders. Okay. So statistically. 17.3 million adults, which is about 7.1% of the population, have had at least one per, one uh, depressive episode. See, that let, lets you know that Listen, whoever has depression, anxiety, you're not the only one. You see these not. numbers? You, and these, these are all the these World are, Health Organization, She's giving out CDC. facts, numbers, to Google go with the scholar, facts. Google Scholar, y'all. Google And Google, <laughs> and her mama. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. This, go ahead. See, I like so, these. 63.8% of adults and 70.77% of adolescents have a severe impairment. Now, I'm going to say this. If all of our adults, 63%, that's over half, okay, are jacked up because of depression, we can't even help these kids who are, who are even higher. They're at 70% to have a severe impairment. Why? What are we, we can't help ourselves. We definitely can't help them. Something has to change. 
talking. The older generation is like, no, don't talk about it. Don't yeah. talk about it. It's this. That's my business. Don't tell people my business. So now we have these children who have these increased rates, and it's crazy. Women are two times more likely to have depression than men. So, no, no, no. That's no. I, I, I believe that. But is it that they're two times more likely, or is it that they're just not allowed to express it? I think because men are not allowed to express it because they'd be called uh, keep the word gay, weak. Telling the man up. Man up. That doesn't make you any of them things because you have feelings and emotions and you feel like crying today. That's called some damn feelings right. in your body that naturally you can feel the ache, you can feel when your heart it breaks. Hurts. It real hurts. Men cry. Like real men do cry. You remember those movies before they started making uh, uh, baby boys? <laughs> I'm saying they gave real the like, I mean, yeah. three minutes maybe even when you took a theater. Those were real movies. Yeah. Those are just how you that fathers exist. Right. I'm telling you, it did. Just, they just, but with depression, I can believe that because men are made to be solid. It's hard. Men are made to be no feeling, hey, get over it. And if you are like that, if you do have any feeling, you're, man, he gay. Right. Why he gotta be all that just because he likes to function right? Right. And honestly, I'm tired of y'all calling people gay because gay people be lit. Okay. <laughs> gay people have more fun than anybody. So if you got if you gotta relate to that, then let them be gay then. Right. Because at least I'll take somebody gay than somebody fake as fuck. So I like to express my feeling. Depression is real. I mean, women get it, but men. Well, I think Ooh. women might be more. Okay, what about postpartum depression? Everybody knows I just had a baby. He's two months old. Mm. I have quite a few friends who just had babies. Mm. I'm postpartum one year old, so I do know what you're talking is, about. It's so real. Postpartum, it's typically occurring within three months up to one year post-childbirth. It's increased by hormonal changes, uh, changes in your lifestyle, yeah. uh, parental fatigue, which us moms know because some dads don't they, do it intentionally, they, they, but they're just not the help that you need. They're absent-minded to what they're supposed to do. Right, even if they're there. They no, but they're absent-minded. Not, not like absent like in their body, but I get what you're saying. They're like absent to what self-awareness of, hey, help her out. Right. It's not saying that you got to do everything. It's just that drives a woman insane. It does. Because you just don't catch on. Like we catch on that when a baby comes out, we catch on how we're supposed to love and change it. Guys be thinking that, hey, your mama's supposed to change your it. Your mama's no. supposed to do that. Do help. That's not wrong. That's just doing your fatherly duties. And if you didn't get it as a, a boy, then do the best for your child. So right. you don't have to have that same feel. You don't want them to have that same feeling they feel you have. Right. I'm not a dude, but I just think of, I got two boys, and I know that I watched my brothers not get a full-time father. Yeah, my dad was in and out, but just doing that extra mile that they didn't do will make your kid a whole lot different. Right. You don't want your kid feeling like what we feel now. We might not tell everything, but imagine your son feeling the same way that you feel about your father or your mom. Yeah, you don't want that. No, that's why you're supposed to be here in body and mind and so not absent because that you only get one chance to live and you get better live it the best way you can. Exactly. Or you're going to have excuses to that child about why you couldn't. So we got to break these things. Right. What do you think the percentage of women who actually get uh, postpartum depression is? It's a super high percentage. It's 70 to 80 percent of women. I was about to say that because that that of all women experience some sort of postpartum depression at some point. And we can put ourselves there too because you start thinking like, am I being a good mom? Well, they call it the baby blues, and they make it seem like it's nothing. Oh, she just has the baby blues. No. And if those are, it's characterized by negative feelings, mood swings, and all this happens after childbirth. I'm not gonna lie. For three, four weeks, I legit sat in my room, in my bed 
with the lights low with my baby and yep. just sat there and I cried every day. I believe that. I'm just I've now getting to where I'm, I'm, I'm out. I'm not. And mainly because of this podcast is what started bringing me out. And this is our release. We really look forward to our Saturdays right. of not knowing that we got to do this all day and stay and cry. At least you get to come and be with someone else that goes through the same thing. Right. I have some hard times and I think it's he because I think and I know Saturday comes. I'm gonna give my girl time, like right. regardless. This is and I get with you guys, so then that feels like I'm not alone. I get one day out that every week, every Saturday that I get to hang out with everybody, and it's just a relief. It feel like when I come off, I I, I feel like I've done something yeah, today, like a, a relief. Yes, let's go. Now I'm gonna hit one, a couple more stats, and then we're gonna bring our, our guest yes. speaker on. So we're talking about suicide. Now. Two-thirds of people who struggle with depression actually either attempt or do commit suicide. So, uh, people who are diagnosed with depression, 1% of women commit suicide, but 7% of men. Now, if that being said, we just said that men are way less likely to actually have depression or be diagnosed with mm-hmm. it, but they're 7% more likely to commit suicide, which means the men are dying at an extremely higher rate than women. They don't get suspected. Right. They're supposed to fall off and die. Right. And suicide, I'm going to leave, I'm gonna, the last stat I'm going to do is I'm going to hit y'all with this because I feel like this this should be important. Suicide is the leading cause. Again, suicide is the leading cause of death in 15 to 19 year olds. Oh, poor babies. You That's hear about first I of the chills. You hear about 10, 11, 12 year olds committing. How do they even know about this? It's horrible. Because it sends you there to know it. It's like it opens another part of your brain and your mind when you, it's like we're not supposed to go through it and it opens when you start to get the triggers. Yep. It opens some part of our mind to say, because our kids, I mean, look at the ages. 15 to 19. Well, maybe Kyle can tell us more about it. I don't know. Kyle? Or we're going to bring you in. I think, I think we still have this. Yes. So let's see. Yes. So Kyle's coming in, and he's going to tell you guys more about what we're talking about. Yep, he's gonna—he's a guy's perspective. He's gonna um, open your mind into a different zone of what we should know. Kyle, hey Kyle, uh, he's on our our Instagram. So, so if, if you, you can't, if you want to switch over and see oh, Kyle, go for it. Or you could just listen because I think he's connected right to you guys. So we'll make sure we're quiet. Go ahead, Kyle. Sorry. What's going on? What's going on? Hi, it's good to see you. <laughs> Like the shirt, like the shirt. You should have an I eight should have you one. We should have sent you one. <laughs> it's all good. Well, first of all, I am humbled and thank you for having me. I okay. I am ecstatic. I'm excited. I'm hyped. Let's go. Let's turn up. <laughs> yeah. I still ain't got my donuts, but it's good. <laughs>
to say, well, so-and-so, you're always poison in control, right? Well, but that's why the inside is, if I don't take care of every single detail, I might freak out. Yeah, yeah it's too much of going right? on through your head, like. Um, and then and someone can say, well, um, you're good at planning things, right? Well, I could say, well, you know, I feel like I'm preparing myself just in case something bad happens, right?
known him for a long time. Um, and watch their interaction, avoid eye contact. They may uh, find difficult to fully engage in conversation when they are having them. Um, they may feel like, okay, well, uh, or they may talk too much. Like, so if uh, there's an awkward silence in the room, they'll feel a little worse because they feel like they have to, right? Um, they may be close to someone, um, but distance themselves over time because, like, they're anxious about um, how it's going, the friendship, the relationship, the marriage, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, they may experience brain fog, uh, not clear in their thoughts and their thinking. It um, may get agitated easily over uh, what we may consider to be small things, but it's big to them, right? Um, and they focus heavily on what-if scenarios. Um, so when we notice people dealing with those symptoms of anxiety, like sometimes we, we tend to kind of rush them through it, like, oh, just get over it, it's okay. No, for them it's not okay. Right. You know, and but it's okay to say that, too. Right, exactly. It has, you right. have to... Stop people sometimes. Be like, hey, wait, it's not. I, it's like, not okay. I'm not okay. We do this okay. all the time. Right. So thank you, Dr. Right. Kyle, for helping us We're with that. Keep going. <laughs> for helping us. Um, and so what happens is there, there, there's a way to safely guide someone from a what if mindset to a reality mindset, and the way you do that is by being patient with them, right? So while 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 someone is uh, sharing anxious thoughts about what they're going through, okay, you, you ease them into, okay, what's really going on, um, and that way they feel like they can go at their own pace, but they still are going to the process of really, um, they're gaining a sound mind over an anxious mind. There's a difference. Um, I'm get that in a second. Um, another thing people may notice about people who are anxious is they may take a long time to make decisions. It could be as small as picking out an outfit for the day, or a career change. I'm <laughs> laughing <laughs> because you are on point. Oh yeah. my God. Um, wow, and so, their decision-making process is a long time to take because they are really like playing on all the scenarios in their mind. What if they see me like this? What if they judge me like this? What if they, you know, assume I'm going X, Y, and Z? All these what ifs. And it's like, no one's even like looking at you like that. Right? <laughs> so, um, and, and, and I, I was that personally. I, I see the guy, I was always wondering about what other people thought about me. If I if I said this or didn't say that, or, you know, did or didn't do certain things. It's like, Kyle, like, get out of your head. Like, it's okay. You know? Um, <laughs> He but just told me, me, not to cut you off, he just told me last night, get out of your head, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> but I know because I do it. Like, I do it. But I needed that, though. He's the only one that would tell me, thank you. Keep going. <laughs> you did a great job. I go. Yeah. Go. So, it's, um, for me, coming from a, you know, a spiritual standpoint, you know, for me, like, God is, like, my end-all, be-all. You know, God is, like, uh, my source. And so... I understand that from even a, a spiritual standpoint, you know, 2 Timothy 1 and 7 says, you know, basically understand that God has not given a spirit of fear, but when I'm power, loving on a sound mind. Um, and so if you break it down, okay, well, he didn't give us fear, he didn't give us anxiety, um, but he gave us power, right? So the Holy Spirit gave us power to live out what we're supposed to live out in our lives. 
God because let him uh, take over your thought process. Like, give him your anxious thoughts, and then he'll give you a mindset that you need to embrace to take on the challenges of each day, right? Um, uh, so it's more of like a trusting sense, right? It's like you want control. You want to feel like everything is like set in order. But the, the temptation is, okay, do I control every little thing and still, you know, go crazy if this doesn't go my way? Or do I still have a plan set up, but even if it doesn't go my way, I'm still content. Mm-hmm. I'm still good because I know that it all will work out for good in the long run, right? So um, we, we, we are not called to carry on these weights and these burdens like this, right? We're meant to be free. Um, so um, I feel like, uh, yes, there is hope. I mean, sometimes a certain scenario based on where someone lives or what they're dealing with, um, it's a very weak scenario, but there's still a way of hope. And I feel like it just takes time and really having the courage to work through it. Um, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. And changing yourself daily is going to be key. Um, talking to people is going to be key. Um, focus on progress and perfection is going to be key. Um, welcome to humor is also a good tip. Um, laugh a lot if you can. Um, have a good sounding board. Have outlets that are positive um, to outweigh the anxious time. Um, and going back real quick to uh, progress over perfection. Sometimes we want things to be like just so perfect. And when it's not, we get anxious. Like, mm-hmm. I want everything to be so right. It, it, it's important that we make constant progress to show growth, but don't focus so much on the end result. Like, our, our, our job is to do our part, do our best. And God's job is to take care of the rest. It's like, right, right, God, that's true. Here's, here's my plan, and I'm being honest, I'm anxious about it, but Lord, I give it to you. Show me what to do and what not to do, so that way I can avoid these pitfalls, but at the same time, I'm not going to focus on the end result, because if I do, I'm going to worry, I'm going to be anxious about it. I'm like, all right, you know, so that's helped me a lot in my life. And, um, it's almost like just put like, it out there, right? And then put it out right. there and then let it go. Right. That's right. true. You know, if I if I may, uh, I want to touch on two things that you had said that I kind of thought about. And I'm like, wait, I'm going to forget if I don't say this. So um, you had touched on how we overdo things because we're anxious, but people look at it as, oh, you're prepared or, oh, you're, you know, you're on top of your stuff. And I feel like when we do these things, that, that can ha- it can lead into two things. One, people hold us to the standard, and now, now we're like, oh, crap. Right. I have to hold it to right. the standard all right. the time right. because I did it this good this time because I was so anxious. So now right. we're, like, anxious to be on some level. Or it can piss people off that we are standoffish or that we're quiet and then people think you're rude. or that. Right, right, right. So it's like that also leads into all these extra emotions where you feel like you have to right. hold yourself to this higher standard or well people think I'm a bitch. Right, right, right. When really you're just anxious to tell inside. Yeah. That's, right. that's, there was another yeah. thing that you had said about the fact that we care different. Like, you mm-hmm. know, the fact that you know, I say, you know, good morning and they don't say it back. It's like, 
you start overthinking you're like, yourself, what? like well fuck <laughs> and then if you say it now you're wrong but then it's like no but you that's my reaction to you not responding to me because isn't that rude and then like oh you're you're doing too much no you are doing too much because i want manners like that's how i know that see that's that's why you you hit some valid points that help me understand because I always thought some, some shit was just wrong with me, just overall, like, ain't nobody got this. <laughs> no, because I've always thought that manners should be manners, and we should be honest and fair, and if I'm doing it wrong, you should tell me. And that's how our, this is the space we created with us being very honest to each other, mm -hmm. and trying a different route with each other, and being, so our anxiety is not like this, and we don't lead to depression, because we do need right. this space for us to do what people haven't gave us. I mean, you have friends and family that don't give you exactly like, good morning, Sierra. She's like, good morning. I'm like, oh, my God, this right. is so fun. It just makes you <laughs> keep going. <laughs> like, let, let, let life be like that. But no, they make you feel weird. And you're right, just, right. why are you acting like that? And it's like, because I want to be treated right or fair. Or well, you know what I think it is? I think it's, I think it's a couple things. For one, we're, we're treating people how we would want. Right. But just because we're right. doing that, we get offended when people don't do it back. Like, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes when I have to be up at 5 and 6 in the morning, right, and I go to work, say I go through the drive-thru at McDonald's, and the girl in the drive is like, good morning. And I'm like, bitch, shut up. It ain't that motherfucking morning. But right? you know what? She woke up good. I didn't. I have all of them in but, my face. Right. But we're like, ugh. And it's not, we shouldn't be like that, but we see it, though. Right. There's some people that don't see that at all, though, and won't be like, I'll just drive off. No, no, like, after the day you wake up, you start feeling that that same day you, you know, that yeah. morning that you gave that lady all that attitude now because you woke up and an hour or two went by. You feel so bad, but there's some people that don't just move on and yeah, don't think. I think we just take things very personal. I know I do. I do. Too. I take things super personal. Because like, well, a lot of people like to be messed, don't want to fix things. They just want to say, oh, we don't talk, let's just forget it. Like, I don't want to be like that. I don't know how people show up to family reunions and they're not talking. Like, are we supposed yeah. to talk before we show up so it's not as odd when we get there? <laughs> like, say hi to your grandma. Uh -uh. Like, you know what we just went through. Instead of just being like, Grandma should have called me and we should have talked. You know, people don't think that they should yeah. fix things in life. And it's supposed to be fixed. Supposed, that's how you yeah. have a correct and successful and healthy life. Because then there won't be any unhealthy because you're living right. right. The un living unright is the part that makes you unhealthy. It makes you want to do all the negative things when others right. don't think to change themselves. You know, I think one way that I've learned to control that for me, just, just for me, is... Um, I had somebody tell me before, why are you expecting things out of people when you know that they're not going to do that? You're, it's almost like you're setting yourself up for failure. You almost yeah. have to love how you love, be how you are, but don't expect it in return because everybody's not like you. And if they've never done this, like I'm just going to say it was my dad. Why are you expecting more from your dad? That nigga did it. Like, <laughs> and it was my ex. He was like, why are you expecting more from your dad? When Has he ever been like this or been like that? Right. No. Well, then why are you getting mad? when he's not doing something that he's never ever done before. Like they say, don't expect, but you don't expect what they show you. Right, so it's like, okay, that's you're right. So it. that's what I've learned to do. So it's like, if if I'm super nice, but you still treat me jacked up, I'm gonna be like, okay. And my heart hurts, is that normal? It's normal. Like that hurts when someone don't wanna, like you said no, sorry, normal. and they should say, oh, that's, I'm sorry too. Nah. I don't even care anymore. Yeah, see, that's where I need to be on that. It's not that I don't care, but I've learned how to, to so, handle I've learned that it's about prioritizing what's really important versus what's not important. Right. And social exchanges, right? Because sometimes 
If it does have music later, because we won't be able to say it. Hold on. Uh, how did you add in last time? Oh, he sent a request, but I think it was like this. Ugh. I think that one. Kyle, can you send us another request? Yeah, sorry, Kyle. It timed out like last time, so we came back on. So, wait. Oh, yeah, now Yeah, there you go. Sorry, guys. Okay. Technical difficulties. Oh, shit. I didn't that the whole thing. Sorry, Sam. Okay, go. Go. We're back on. We're good. They don't like us, but go ahead. Um, so I, 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 I joke that I work. I was saying, hey, there's people, and they want me to find a back to me. I'm like, is that wrong with me? How do you find a Right. But then I realized, that's a step personality. Either they're shy, or they're, they just don't speak to anyone. Um, so not think But is it wrong to, isn't that like letting people walk over your feelings then? Because if we just let it go and it's still a worry in our head, isn't that even driving us to more anxiety and worry? Because they never fix um, it and we still feel a different way. It's, it's really about making a conscious decision to not let it affect you. Gotcha. Gotcha. Right? Like, I'm going to make me regardless. If you speak, and I speak to you and you don't speak back, I'm still going to. Because that's just them and this is just me. Right. Right, right, right. right. And so sometimes the tendency is to internalize what people are projecting onto us. And it's not even about, maybe maybe they had a bad day. Right, because everybody has one. Or maybe they just don't really, genuinely don't, like, you never know. Like, people sometimes right. have attitudes and they or like you walk by someone and be like oh why aren't you looking like that like right. she's like looking like what like this is just how i look yeah, yeah right. you know people right. sometimes <laughs> you don't and, know that is yeah, so true another thing too is people with anxiety they tend to sometimes uh please people because they want their approval yeah right but that that's dangerous though because oh, big hole right um, if, right if, if you're a for people's approval then we'll die by the rejection I don't take rejection very well, <laughs> doctor. But that's true. That's true because, I mean, I, I love that. Do ourselves, right? That's gonna be key, you know. Right. Um, 
That's super true. Like, we can't base how we feel on ourselves based on people's reactions, people's thoughts of us. Like, we can't. Because if they don't, then what are we supposed to do? We can't control what people think about us. We can't control how other people treat us. We can't control how they feel, how they think. Yeah. We can control how we react to it right. and how we let that's it affect it. us. But when we react to things, they take it as that's when we go right back to now we have problems because we reacted. So we always still still fall to our reaction part because then the reaction leads to where they're mad at me or now we don't like each other when you just reacted. Right? Well, I had I had told Kyle previously that I'm trying to fix the way I react. Um, Sometimes as far as like relationships go. Mm -hmm. So if I don't get my way or things don't work out the way I want, instead of putting myself out there continually, I I, I put this wall up and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to let you see that you hurt me. So instead of me being hurt, I'm going to be angry. I'm going to be mean. I'm going to threaten to burn your house down. Everything. And all kinds of everything because I don't want to be hurt. So it's like I need to learn how to process those feelings better and deal with it myself because I can't can't change how you're going to act to me or how you're going to treat me or how you feel. I need to better react to it. See, and I'm like the total opposite. See how she's ready to burn shit. I do read relationship, but it means just after I didn't gave all of you. <laughs> See, I'm the expressive type. I'm the I'll sit my husband and tell him everything that I feel like. Hey, just let me know what I can do if I am doing something or uh, like I'm a talker. I need to know. Let's just fix it. Let's not make it hard. Like I'm that one. Like I, I feel like you should do your part. I should do my part. And if we don't, let's meet in the middle. Because if you don't talk, that's when you go to burning the shit. Okay, so that's, I don't, I'm, I, <laughs> I get there. But what, I if just, you, what if you meet somebody who's not a fixer and they're just like, they can let it go and they're totally cool with letting it go and they, it doesn't bother them? That's me and my husband. And y'all got the game twisted. I'm the talker. He's the, like, that really bothers you? Oh, yeah. And he's a guy. He just, he but just don't his, get that right. it, I think it's guys though. Some, because there's some, there's some guys, because there's some guys that cry with you. I'm so sorry, babe. But it can't be Like, I, I don't know, but then there's some guys that just don't get that that's not that serious. It could even be friendships, relationships with your family, though, like, where they could just be like, whatever, it's, it's done. You're mad at that? Yeah. Like, that's it? Right. And you can't change the way they feel about it, so that's why I feel like I have to deal with it a different way. Right. More productively, because I can't let it tear me up, because they don't care. It ain't tearing them up. They moved on with their day. Yeah. I, I play the two-second game. It takes two seconds to do some shit, and if you go make a stink about it, that's when I'm going to burn your shit. Back to the burning shit. But that's what I'm saying. Like, how that isn't that the, the way you react to things. That leads us back to even where we were feeling back to anxiety and depressed because the reaction is what makes everybody mad. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't react and they, okay, because they reacted the way to me. Like, if I say, uh, uh, Kyle, today my stomach hurts, and he goes, oh. Oh, bitch. Oh, I mean, I that's I where I'm going to go. go. Sorry, excuse the language, but. You get what I'm trying to say compared to you saying, oh, wait, right. dang, you, did I you take something so for it? Yeah. Did you take something for it? You just said, oh, and now my reaction right. is being vulgar with you because I thought that, I mean, that's what you gave me in my own, and say we were friends. We were, we've been friends. But see, I think for me, I would feel like, no, well, maybe your feelings were hurt because he didn't care to act. Yeah, so isn't that his reaction right. back up? Oh, yeah. Instead of, and then I'm supposed to just be okay with that, but that hurt my feelings because you just said you don't care if I die. That's what you just said. Right. With the O. You just said that. Just like that. <laughs> you didn't even breathe yeah, when you said it. Like, that's, I don't know. That's a good point because, that's a good point because, um, O versus 
people who may have a hard time addressing themselves, like out loud, maybe like in spare time, journaling can help, right? Brain dump. That's what I do. Like, get all the anxiety off you onto paper. Write a story. Write, write um, you know, if you have to make a character and make, make a story around it, or do a, a real life journal entry about what's going on in your day. Whatever it takes, get it off you so that way you're not carrying that anxious, uh, anxiety burden around with you. Absolutely. I'll just write a bunch of just, it, it looks like random crap, and I just, everything I'm feeling, I'm feeling this right. and this and this and this, and I just get it all out. I used to have this thing where I used to, since I was, I'm a talkative person, I used to write letters to people. So I, I feel like I could get it all out the way, and then they could just take their time to read That's it. That's what I do. Because then, and I write better than I yeah, can talk. Yeah, right. And That's then you could do all that extra shit, and they just be like, "Damn, she wrote a lot." I, 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 I like, can get it, it out it, it better just, than it comes it's out. It just be like, no, I'm dead serious. Because when you read, it's taking the time to understand somebody compared to, you know, when she wrote capital letters, she trying to let you know she cussing you out. <laughs> then she went back to lowercase letters compared to just saying on the phone. You don't give nobody time to get loud and understand I'm just mad and then take it back and understand I'm okay now I'm calm because you let me be mad compared to the letter you could do that you get to let them mm -hmm. and you get to still be you and let them still be them because you're reacting you don't have to see their reaction you're just waiting for that letter back instead of seeing a fight with people well and you might say things and they might come out wrong or you, the tone of voice you say that might not appease the right. person that you're talking yeah, to because a text message will fuck all that shit up you put the wrong emoji right. and now they just like, oh, she meant don't care. And it's like, no, I mean, I don't know. Right. Like, right. I, <laughs> it's just like, it, 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 but I, I, I wish they took it back old days with the letters and the journals because you took a lot more. I could do this, like, you know, putting in my journal on my phone and it don't work the same as my hands writing mm -hmm. and me right. looking at me be me, you know, like, I don't know. I even think of voicing it on my own uh, recordings on my phone. Because then I can feel like I got it out somewhere because you can't tell everybody your problems because they feel like, oh, they know you. Like, no, you didn't know me. You still know. I'm right. still, you know, I just, it, it's hard to be you and not think anxiety and depression don't come. Well, yeah, because you feel like you can't be you unapologetically, genuinely just you for people. Because right. like how you're saying, right. when people get mad and they walk, like if I get into an argument, I've been, I grew up and I've been, like I said, in these horrible relationships where Arguments make me nervous. They make my stomach hurt. I don't want to do it. I don't want my kids to hear it. I'm going to walk out. I don't care if I have to go for a walk around the right. block or if I'm walking for an hour. Whatever it takes for me to calm my thoughts, calm my mind, and then I can come back and be like, all right, I have to, I have right. to do this. That's not me. See, I'm to that point. I just like get really anxious fast if I don't hear anybody responding. If I feel you looking away from me, I, get, I feel like I get anxious and worked up. I feel like, why are you doing this? Like, I don't deserve this. Like, why? I don't do you like this. I always start feeling, and I, I'm like expressing all the way, and they're just like, how do you, how do you feel like this? How do you got, how do you tell your emotions like this? And I was like, then I start feeling like I'm fucked like up. That. You so, think yeah, that's like yeah, that. Yeah, and I just think that mm -hmm. you should tell it all because then you can fix it. How do you, if you don't know, then you can't fix it. So I always felt like you tell everything and lay it on the table and then they can fix it all. It's like a math problem. Here's some shit. It what might be hard. It might be fucked up. It might be all the shit. That's my life. Can you help me? That's how I feel like. <laughs> so we can live. So we can live. Right. Open arms. That's how I feel. But then like, you get, like me, I hate math. Don't give me everything at once because now I'm overwhelmed yeah, and now I can't right. think. Like, let's, yeah. one thing at a time. Like, if I walk away, 
and I and I go, okay, I'm relaxed. Now I'm gonna come back because I like to handle things right then and there. Yes. Too. But I've learned that I have to control, like you said, my reaction mm -hmm. to people, and I have to actually respond and not react. So I need to gather my thoughts. I need to calm my emotions and my anxiety, and then I'll come back and be like, okay, let's talk. And then if I'm like, well, no, you didn't want to talk before. Now I'm mad. That's my hood shit. I'm a crier normally though. I'm like, I just don't even. <laughs> and then I, as soon as they don't react, it's like, oh. Yeah. So you think you did shit. Yeah. Then it go there. So I don't know what I'm supposed to be because I feel like I'm giving you me. And now you know you want it feel like they take you for granted. It could be friendships, anything, your family, they feel like you being you, I'm gonna walk all over she ain't gonna do that. And then when you snap, now you're you're crazy. Everybody helping each other. 
instead of yeah. everybody just ganging up on me and trying to judge me through one person. Well, and I think it's important to know that we can vent to other people. Mm -hmm. It's not like you, you're telling people my business no. or you're telling people your business. No, right. I need help. Everybody, right, we need right. To, we need to yeah. talk. Right, right. You can't keep everything in. Change. 
change. As long as someone with anxiety has that mindset that they are making a difference, they'll be okay. As long as they need, they need good partnerships, they need good networks, they need support systems, they need mentors, they need um, people to lead themselves, right? Because when you are leading others to success, you feel good. Mm-hmm. And when you're being mentored by someone above you, you feel like you're, you're always growing, right? That would be yet another uh, tool for someone with anxiety because they need to know that things are working out for good, right? Right. Like, who am 
came from a household where my biological mom had different boyfriends and there was arguing and there was fighting and there was yelling and slamming doors and all kind of chaos and physical things going on and I've seen a lot and I vowed I would never treat someone that bad, you know, and it's like my heart respects people who are dealing with those tempestuous uh, scenarios and it's like right. I would wish that on no one. Um, it produces anxiety because you feel like my life's gonna be just bad all the time. And as you go older the struggle is to break out of a certain mindset that will lead you back to those negative environments and spaces and places and it's like it's a it's a, it's a conscious effort to um I don't want to say like uh, how do you say it? Uh, you're you're fighting for your best. You don't want to go and back. You're fighting to not right, go backwards. Right. And so I I go from a, a single parent you know uh, household with violence to a, a two parent household with peace. So I've seen both sides. Mm -hmm. And so I am very fortunate. I am very blessed. And so I know how to comfort someone who is living with and anxiety and worry and grief also know how to speak to those who are in a peaceful environment too. Right. And so I think it's about being flexible and empathetic and understanding how to communicate and right. understanding how to just be present with those in need who are struggling with anxiety, you know. And I think, but at the same time, I do, so I, I do believe that not everyone is equipped or is gifted to help people with anxiety, right? So it's like, no, you're Know who you are, know your gifting, and if you are not able to help someone with anxiety, find someone who can. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. At least, at least find a resource or a person who can help someone with anxiety. If right. you can't do it yourself, at least do your best to help someone. Right. And, and that's where that's where community comes in because right. if we're isolated and alienated by ourselves, if we're not getting help or receiving um, or giving help, then that's how. Uh, we get picked off one, one by one, one by one. Suicide right. and depression and despair, hopelessness and drug abuse and all these issues. Because it's it's hard it's hard to harm yourself when you're surrounded by a loving community. That's true. And so many people are alone. So many people are dealing with uh, maybe the holiday season. Maybe they lost a loved one, or maybe they went through a divorce, um, separation, whatever the case may be, and they're alone. And that, that itself causes anxiety. So as long as you, you know that you have friends, support, who can help you, that's going to be major. Especially with this COVID going around and whatnot. It's just so many factors going into this. It's like, we need to, like, fight for our lives, so to speak. Fight for um, peace. Fight for our sense of, um, you know, uh, hope and tranquility and a right mindset. And, like, it's a struggle. But... No, but to go off with you, like when I grew up in a household of um, mom and dad, uh, four siblings, I'm the youngest, one sister, two brothers, mom and dad were married, got divorced when I was like three maybe, and I always told myself, I heard my mom cry too many times behind the door, and I always told myself like, I don't want to cry like that. I don't want to cry listening to the slow music, even though slow music stick with me. But I don't want to cry like that. So I always made sure that when I got married, I 
I believe in dad being dad to daddy's girls, mama's boys, mama's girls, daddy's uh, boys. Like, we need to do this together. Like, people don't understand. I couldn't love and know my kids because I didn't get that. Like, <laughs> I, I make sure they got the best toys because my uh, I got books for my dollhouses. I had a doll and I had the car, but we didn't, my mom didn't do that. Okay, that's enough. And I want my kids to have big dreams. Like, I tell my boys, I hope you, like, I ask them every year, what do you want to be when you grow up? I was like, hey. Like, hey, you want a chef? You want to need to go, do I need to get you culinary books? You need to start early. My, when my daughter says she wants to be a doctor. Hey, you want to start? What kind of doctor? So then I can give her some books early to make sure you know what you want to do. And I tell my husband, I think my parents had different visions than me. And that starts to make me feel odd because I wanted to be, like I said, a doctor. So my daughter wants to do it. It's like, oh, you get a second chance? Let her do it. Let's do this. Let's do it the right way because I, I don't know. I want to visit my daughter on, you know, I'll work on her lunch, you know, my daughter is a doctor. I want to be the extra mom. Like, she's like, here she go again. And I'm like, birthday. She's like, you're just too happy to be a mom. I think it's not supposed to be like that because my mom didn't do that. So I strive for my kids to go their, their extra mile because, and I didn't have that. So my dad just popped in and out and thought that was cool started a whole new family. My mom just didn't have anything else she dated. And my oldest three thought it was normal. And I was always the kid like, I don't, I don't really like that part. I thought it was supposed to be love. Why do they have love songs if you're not living like it? Isn't that supposed to be dates and we watch our kids and he holds the hand in the living room? And I mean, I got that. My husband did it after our oldest was his step. My husband, uh, he's his stepdad. So, and then our last four, that was like the experience I didn't think I was gonna have. Like, he was playing doctor and shit. Like, the doctor had to keep moving him over. Like, I, I, what? And then he was measuring the damn cervix with his hand. Like, you just too happy. I didn't get that. I got the maternity pictures. I got things I didn't get. And that, as I grew up, I just told my, my kids, I strive for you guys to know that I'm gonna be the greatest grandparent when you do have kids, wait. But I'm just, I, I can't wait to give you guys things that I don't see yet. Like, I, I strive to be the best at all because I don't want my kids to feel like this. You know, I don't want my kids to be on a podcast over here talking about, yeah, mama was like, uh, nope, because I know y'all can do it. And I give my kids freedom of speech. So I hope they get on a podcast and do their thing and talk about how great I am, because I try to be. <laughs> it's like a commercial. I tell I give my kids full life. They get goofy. They get serious. They get strict. They get disciplined. They get to ask the, all the whys and why you want to be like this. Like, I, I feel there's no stopping until I'm six feet under and I brought them in this world and we're only on this world to die. So I, I strive to be good until that time comes. So my kids don't have to cry. They, you know, you see some funerals where they just okay with mom going. Right. But she did good. Right. And there's people like, wait, she didn't love me good enough. Wait, no, she don't. Like, I want my kids to feel like my mom did great. Like, and she, it's right. her time to go. And I don't want them to feel suffering, but it just hurts me to know that if they go before me, I am never going to be okay with that. I'm in the casket too. I mean, you can't, I, like, I, I just strive to be better because like I said, I didn't get it. So I understand. What do you mean yeah. on equal and being right and honest and fair? And, like just yeah. love what you think. You'll be married, don't be married. Be single. There's words for everything. Pick your part and play it. If you don't play it right, leave the person alone. If they love too much and you love less, if you don't want to try, then leave them alone. You gotta either want to try or you just stay single. Or you get married, y'all got the same business, you got kids, you accepted, and you 
live your life best. Like, why can't you grow old together with someone? Why are we getting older just to sit there and look at it like, oh, man, Bill Cosby on the end by yourself? <laughs> like, no, I want to take trips. I want to have fun. I want to know right. that feeling that we see with some people and they, you see them in the dinner and stuff. It's like, my kids are grown and they're in Jamaica. That's me. I'm in Jamaica. My kids are grown. They don't need mom. They're going to turn my house, but they don't need me. Like, I, I, I want to feel that. And yeah. I, certain people are like, they, everyone needs to know their role on this, this earth. They, that's it. Like, it's temporary, y'all. Get it yeah. together. Know your part. Play it right. Don't give reaction if you ain't ready for a response. It's not weird. It's just normal. This is me. If you want me to understand, that's you. You get it? So I just, I feel like, man, it, I tell you, people set up for a right reason to meet. When you're supposed to meet, now you're supposed to meet. Because maybe this is my last thread. That's why I'm on anxiety now. Because uh, that's why I feel like people got to play this part and put you right when you need to when it's time. Yep. yep. I agree. 100%. But yeah. Uh, Sorry about my emotional time if I had to put you over uh -uh. <laughs> But Kyle, you were great. Thank you so much. Do you have anything else that you want to hit us with before you go? Like, do you have a part in your aid? I think you're an author. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. Key, slash therapist, sometimes fun, possibly Saturdays too. <laughs> uh, other than that, I mean, he does talk about donuts that he has not. Donut where? Okay, I'm gonna remember that. <laughs> you know how you know old people, let me tell you. Let me tell you, okay? You better bring my donut. <laughs> but yeah, if anybody, uh, do you want to touch anything else before we close? No. I think we covered a lot of good stuff. Well, thank you, Kyle, for staying in with us. Say that again. Sorry, go ahead. I said y'all are awesome and lovely. I appreciate y'all. Thank you. Thank you, and you're lovely yourself. Thank you for all the relief you gave me, because I don't know if it's he, but hey, me, I had artifacts. I felt like I'm coming out a new woman. You know, Yes, we are. So please, can you?
let us know what sizes you wear, even though you might yeah. get, you know. Maybe you should put that in the comments too. If you if you enter yourself into the contest and you can Please put your, your, your shirt, shirt size. size. Not your underwear size, no. Your shirt God. size. Not the shoe hey. size. None of that. We don't get there. Okay. <laughs> might get you some crocs with still a T at the top. Okay. Uh, yeah, this is this generation. But um, other than that, that's pretty much it. Um, Thank you guys for spilling your tea. Life 101 with Teresa. And Tara. And today with Kyle. And special guest. <laughs> Extra uh, all the time. See, that's the kind of friend you need. Just give it up for Kyle. He's a book author. And uh, me and Tara in the audience. I'm like, get the book. He's like, it's a business convention. Y'all not football game. Damn. Can't invite y'all nowhere. Sorry, Kyle. Sorry about the knee and how we wore. We were so happy. He said, I said black. Full black. That's us supporting you, Kyle. <laughs> huh? Y'all silly. Oh, Kyle. We need to, are you, you don't have Facebook, oh, right? Oh, yeah, Kyle, Instagram. where can we, they find you at? Because, you know, you got your therapist now, too. And, well, you know, where, can you tell us one more, like, our, when you, your, your book and what you got going on so we can, like, what about my bike? Because then I know what to yeah. tell you because you know chapter two. <laughs> yes, uh, I am currently writing a book called Victory in Daily Battles, Genius Walking in Victory Over Fear, Worry, and Anxiety. Uh, it comes out this spring of 2022, Bob well, and uh, I'll let you guys know. Y'all can follow me at Charter Mim, that is T-H-A-R-T-E-R-M-E-M-07, and also underscore Kyle underscore Austin underscore. And for the people that didn't know what that meant, that's the little circle on the side and has Kyle's face on it, like, <laughs> like that. So just in case you guys didn't know, okay? Yep. He's always on our lives, so you can find him all the time. time. So again, thank you guys and Kyle. Thank you for giving us the time and helping us have a normal Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> normal, You're normal for once. My pleasure. All right, Kyle. Talk to you later. Thank you guys. Bye.